1: Bora, hey iconic army. Bora, hey So we got together for the release of Jack in the Box, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but we were also doing planning for Hobie Palooza since we're going to be going to that and. In- under two weeks. Um, so that evening we got to tie dye and bleach and like decorate shirts that we're planning on wearing. And that was super fun.
0: Yeah. It was Brittany's idea to go with the tie dye. She mm-hmm. had like a tie dye kit. And she said, I think it'd be really cool if we just did tie dye shirts. And I said, yeah, I think that'll fit the theme. Yeah, And so we ended up doing like an acid wash bleach tie dye, I right. guess. And that turned out way better than I expected it to. They look so cute. We were just talking about how like we went all out for LA and all of our outfits were like pretty pricey. Yeah. (laughs) But for Hobie Palooza, we have our outfits together and super cheap dude my shirt was under five dollars my shirt i think was (laughs) ten dollars and the pants i got were thirteen dollars yeah
1: mine were 15 just amazing amazing and uh, if you like are following our personal instagram accounts then you probably saw our two shirts on our stories um so we're really really excited to like wear those out we just think that they turned out perfect for the actual concert yeah Yeah. i was like am
0: i a fashion designer now like that's how i felt after like just spraying some bleach on a shirt right (laughs) like could i do this yeah
1: (laughs) right (laughs) same i was like should i start making my own clothes yeah yeah um but anyways it's been it was really fun that night making those and just like preparing and anticipating the album coming out and then of course we stayed together for the that evening until. The album was released at 11 p.m. our time, but at midnight, like Eastern time. Yeah. Um. So we got to watch Arson immediately when it right went when it alive, dropped. Yeah. Right when it dropped, and then immediately we listened to the entire album together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Just
0: process that oh initial my gosh. thoughts. Mm. I mean, I, I knew that this album was going to be very hip hop, uh, especially since we got that with more, and then hearing some of the sample from Arson and the teaser. It's like, okay, yeah, that kick snare is consistent. But hearing it from start to finish, that album is pure hip-hop. And I just felt like each track really rolled so smoothly into the next. Yeah. And not having looked at the lyrics yet, you could just, from the English that was being picked up on, I was like, wow, he really is getting into some really raw themes here. For sure. You could for hear sure. that. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean i was just struck by the production all throughout um i could not stop talking about it like you know that i'm a lyric person like a lot of times a song will be made for me by the lyrics Mm -hmm. and in this case like i wasn't going to look for the lyrics for like two or three days after release because i was still so consumed by how incredibly produced these songs are and just how great the album itself sounded
0: even just for pandora's box at the very beginning after the intro we were like what is happening there's so like the production is so intricate there's so many change-ups there's so yeah. much going on yeah
1: and i was just i was struck by the different vibes the journey of vibes that he took us on throughout the album mm-hmm. because we expected like really only hip-hop from what we had gotten from more and the teasers for arson but the fact that he was able to work in a couple more like light-hearted feelings in between that was really oh, yeah. surprising to me because i really wasn't expecting to see that or feel that at all yeah um so yeah yeah, i just i loved it and i can't wait to dive into the intricacies of this album with you iconics today yes um on
0: that note welcome back we're your hosts i'm kayla and i'm bethany and this is standing bts
1: your favorite informative fangirl podcast
0: all right today we're gonna hang out for about an hour and talk about Jack in the Box. We're going to go through every single song. We're going to talk about the production, his flow, the lyrics, the message that's being delivered, and just kind of the album cohesively as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before we get into it, we do want to say thanks,
1: Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, then please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com/standingbts.
0: Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Also, as a reminder for our Charity of the Month of July, we are asking you to get local, um, find a cause that is important to you, that you are passionate about, and either donate your time or your money to, you know, support that cause in your local area. And nothing feels better than finding something you're passionate about and promoting that and trying to put effort towards that, especially when it's both in your local community. So we're just encouraging you to do that this month of July. Yeah. Yeah, let's get charitable, Iconics. Yes, let's, do, let's it. do
0: it. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into just some general information about Jack in the Box. So it was released on July 15th, 2022 at midnight Eastern Standard Time. And this is J-Hope's first like, solo album. We've gotten a mixtape, but this mm-hmm. is really the launch of BTS's solo work. So he really kicked us off here. And when creating this album, he said he wanted to do something... Along the concept of Jack in the Box for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, that the the term has come up before. He had talked about like talking with him and Bang about it. And so he wanted this to be his essence and to tell his story through this album. He wanted to express more of that shadow, the the anguish and his deepest sorrows within Jack in the Box.
1: Yeah, so definitely aiming to show us a more raw side than he had ever shown before previous work um that he's done he said has been inside of the box and now he's getting outside of the box just like a jack-in-the-box jumping out so Mm -hmm. this work is him getting outside the box yeah um he got to work on this album as a whole after returning to korea after permission to dance in la so he actually was not really working on the entirety of this album until january of 2022 the beginning of this year which sounds crazy that, that is this shocking this is a very short amount of time to put together this body of work yeah um we do know that he started more during like april 2020 of the pandemic was when he wrote more um mm-hmm. but the rest of this album has really come together within the last six months
0: yeah he said he got back from la and just was in the studio for a straight month yeah and lived out of that yeah you know That's just crazy to me. It's mind blowing. I, watching his vlog, I'm like, my God, I had no idea that the majority of this album was written earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's just crazy to me. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's it it is, and it seems like he really sat down, got to work on like a specific concept, and had like a vision for what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think him having that vision is the only way that he was able to. Do this in this amount together. of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very short amount of time. Um, so let's let's talk about the album a little bit itself. Let's talk about the album art. This was something that he's spoken a lot about. Something that we're really excited that he's been able to do because this album art is. Um, made by Cause. Yeah. And it was a dream of his to collaborate with Cause. He said he's been a fan of them for a long time. Like it seems like, you know, since his, early childhood. Youth, his childhood. yeah. Um, and so for him to be able to collaborate with Cause on an album cover is uh, just a dream come true of his. And he said that there were no issues when they were collaborating, that everything just ran so smoothly. So in in terms of what the art style looks like, he said that the the big hand that him like J-Hope is on top of looks like it's taking something out of a box. So it's like lifting him up and out of the box. Yes. And then all of the other hands surrounding kind of the border of the album, um, they they have X's on the back of the hands. And so those hands represent J-Hope said the hands represent different directions that he could take. And the X's can also represent like a crossroads.
0: Yeah, he really emphasized the crossroads, yeah. you know, where he's gonna go next from here. But he's like laying- on top of these uh these hands, that it really does look like they're lifting him up. There's some armies who have theorized the number of hands, six, seven hands, you know, but it it's him coming out of the box. yeah it's, that's really what it is. And he said this is a dream collaboration, and we've seen Hobie with all of his cause collection figures. So it's just the mutual respect between these two artists and then getting to collaborate, and like he's basically you know, one of uh, cause pieces of art now, like he's in it. Yeah. Like he
1: is a (laughs) fan of the art and he's also within the art, a true honor. Like how cool to be like immortalized in your favorite artist's artwork. Like that's so insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the songs on this album. So it starts off with Intro. And for the production of Intro, it was produced by Ivan Jackson and Hybe. And it's just spoken word. It's an excerpt from the story of Pandora's Box. And you hear these pretty piano chords, some chimes. It's a very peaceful ambient track that's playing. And so there's like some intentional feedback that's added towards the end of the song which then transitions us into Pandora's Box. But you know, really you're just hearing this story, the origin story of Pandora's Box and yeah. uh it really just gives it's the perfect intro. It just really introduces us into what this album is going to become
1: mm-hmm. and and kind of like setting us up for what the album is about and some of, like, the themes that he's addressing within, like, his lyrics or, like, that he wants to express. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're not going to read the whole excerpt, but just at the end, they end up saying, Pandora immediately felt her angst melt away and her heart glow with warmth. It was hope that was kept in the innermost nook of the box. It trailed behind the miasma of darkness, assaging their ill effects on humankind. Hope gave people the will to carry on living amidst the pain and strife. Wow. Yeah. So it's the origin story of hope mm-hmm. and, you know, hope being inside Pintora's box with all these evils that have come out of it. And hope is really the, the thing that people... the only thing that people have to like cling on to to get through it. When
1: going through these things. So the evils of the world that were released from Pandora's box were disease, war, vice, toil, and the necessity to work for sustenance. So hope, like you said, is the only thing that people have to cling to. It's the only thing like that was left in the box to combat these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so J-Hope himself being inside the box, it's like making the jack in the box, the Pandora's box also. And so he bringing hope out of the box into the world now and so like this intro really preps us into j-hope's like music history and the history behind his name Mm -hmm. and you know what he feels that name of hope embodies
0: Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: So let's go ahead and get into Pandora's Box. The production of this song was done by Ghostloop and J-Hope and Supreme Boy. And at the beginning of Pandora's Box, we get a piano that is very horror movie esque. It's so horror movie esque. <laughs> it feels like I'm being chased by like Freddie or something like uh-huh. somebody's coming after me and uh, so that kind of gives like a little suspenseful like anticipatory feel and then there's a drum set with a very deep sliding bass notes going on like they're mm-hmm. very low down there and that piano theme sneaks in every now and then adding a lot of that suspense but it's not always like super constant or prevalent in the,
0: in the forefront yeah. of the song. And it, it goes away in the second half of the song and this song just evolves in so many different ways because once we get to the pre-chorus you know we really have this instrumental break where there's this pan flute that's floating in the background and it's adding this mysticism to the song when we've been having this like really kind of horror suspense yeah and there's these jazzy piano chords and then even in verse two we hear the sound of this like synthetic steel drum Mm. which i just couldn't help but to like go back to like piece of peace and uh hope world because you hear a little bit of that steel drum there but this one's more synthetic right so you know even though we have these like you know kind of like crashing chords sometimes throughout the production there's these moments in pandora's box where it is like more dreamy and Mm -hmm. has this mysticism to it because of these jazzy chords yeah it's almost like the
1: instrumentation is replicating that like those like toils and things that release from pandora's box but also the hope within it at the same time totally. you know that's
0: gotta be it yeah you know you see the production reflecting that
1: yeah i mean uh, to me this is one of the more hype songs on the album like next to more and arson um but it still leaves room to calm down and have that more mellowed instrumental which adds a lot of build to the chorus when the chorus comes and the song almost because of like all of the like the suspense and not not quite chaos that's going on, but there's just a lot going on. Yeah, it kind of. It almost pushes you to the edge, but it's never overload. It's never like too much where the song is like not enjoyable. It's like, wow, this is really complex and an interesting listen. And, and what's it What's it telling me? What's it talking about? Yeah. And especially once that that instrumental dies down a little bit, you know, it's like, ooh, here's some peace. And it's just very dynamic here. It only is on so the, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. every time
0: I listen to Pandora's box, I pick up something different when, yeah. I, when I listen. Me and,
1: too.
0: And I've listened to this album so many times up to this point. And I'm still just like blown away by it. I feel like I haven't fully wrapped my head around it. Yeah. But J-Hope for his his V-Live that he did, he said that Pandora's box is the song's purpose is to explain his name of J-Hope and the effect that it's had on his life. So it tells the origin of his name. And he said it acts like his business card.
1: Wow. uh. So let's get into the lyrics of this song and what he's telling us. Um, I just want to say a disclaimer. Last week's episode with more, we got into literally every single lyric of the song, but we are covering the whole album here today. So we're not covering every single lyric, although all of these lyrics are really amazing. We could. We really could. We (laughs) had to pick and choose.
0: Okay. So in verse one, he says, Pandora's history. That's my birth. The sincerity of the sacred heart given to man by great gods, the ray of light that is left in the Pandora's box. So this opening line here, I think just puts such a heavy emphasis on like the weight of the name hope Mm -hmm. that has been given him, like given to man by great gods is hope. Right. And he's, you know, taken on this role of J-Hope being the hope of the group Ugh. and that he's the ray of light and basically the last piece of hope you right. know, coming out of Pandora's box. You know, that's he's always taken his name to heart and he's taken it so seriously. And he's saying Pandora's history that's my birth right that's basically my story too like fighting
1: all of the struggles of the world is also my story Mm -hmm. because of this name that's been thrust upon me and that i've embodied right um he goes on to say put it into a pure-hearted boy Till the end, framed to become Bangtan's hope. So just like what you were saying, I mean, he already was this, you know, pure child. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like he wasn't a hopeful person, but he, you know, took it on even more and really like gave into that hopefulness and wanted to become more hopeful. Um, And then becoming Bangtan's hope is interesting because yes that's what he's been for the past 9 years but he's also the first member doing solo work so it's like he's stepping out as their hope of this is how we can continue by doing this off season solo work next chapter yeah
0: really launching them into it yeah yeah, yeah. at the chorus he says jay to the hope jung to the hope jack in the box pandora's hand the last hope jack in the box so i mean he's just going through talking about how like you know, his name is Jung Hoseok, you know, mm-hmm. Jay to the hope, J, you know, Jung to the hope. Mm-hmm. So he's really just saying that, you know, he is the last hope for whether it's the group or, you know, he's just been that the face of hope for yeah. not only the group, too, but I also think for ARMY, you know, yeah. when he says, I'm your hope, you're my, you're my hope, hope, I'm J-Hope, J-Hope you yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, this chorus and then the ending chorus like is just the chorus repeated a lot comes off as very declarative, like a very mantra esque of this is who I am. Right. So like you said, it really does work as that like business card of this is who J-Hope is. Yeah. Um, getting into the second verse he says someone's light someone's smile someone's hope my activities are someone's life and I mean this just really struck me because it's so true like (laughs) we follow every single thing my activities are
0: someone's life like (laughs) we're like yep that's our life
1: (laughs) like our whole life I mean totally but like he has provided so much light and so much hope and given so many people a reason to smile over so many years and this is just him acknowledging that he has had that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's like, it's not arrogant the way he's saying it. it's more just s- saying that this is kind of his stock in life.
0: Yeah. yeah. His role in life. His yeah, role. Yeah. Uh, in verse two, he also says, the first leap, hope world, the inevitable that was necessary. Keep dreaming of progress. What's my path? What do I have to say? Just keep on doing my thing. A picture I drew. This dream was drawn by Zeus. Is it the only big picture? The owner's curiosity summoned me. I love the, the callback to Hope World and that mm. that was his first leap. Because now I, I picture this as like a second massive leap because it's going into BTS's solo work. Right. And he's the one to kick it off here with Jack in the Box. Um, but, you know, he's questioning what's my path? You know, what do I have to say? What does he want to talk about? And that he just kind of keeps doing his thing. I love that he, how he says a picture I drew. So it's like, he has some control of his Mm -hmm. future and destiny and where he wants to go, but also feeling this dream was drawn by Zeus that like something larger than life, you know, has kind of,
1: you know, fate has brought him here too. Mm. This element of fate, like really strikes him. And Mm -hmm. he talks a lot about fate throughout this album and how fate has played a role in his life. And he almost questions it and almost challenges it. Um, And, he, he goes on to say, yes, I can see the world, tens of thousands of temptations that burn with one touch, greed, envy, jealousy, grudge, revenge and hate. And it's to me, it's like that that fate that he has to to kind of battle these things or to work against these things, those greed, envy, jealousy, those types of things. But also he's acknowledging that he has those as well. Mm-hmm. He has that greed. He has that that envy that jealousy um and he can see it out in the world and he can see it within himself as well yeah 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 Mm.
0: so in the third verse he says the box is a frog in the well jump out to the big world i want to face the disaster head-on so a frog in the well is a pretty common phrase i suppose of like you know a frog you can't just be like living inside a box you can't just be inside a well you you know this is him really coming out of his comfort zone and in this album he said he wanted to be raw and he wanted to talk about these these bigger more important topics um but you know maybe he's just kind of lived inside this comfort zone for a while but here he's saying i want to face the disaster head-on yeah and so i really feel like this song is just like him saying all right like i want to express myself i mm-hmm. want to be that hope, but also like talk about these, these bigger topics. Yeah. Let
1: me face that struggle. The struggle that I haven't been able to talk about prior to this. Like Mm -hmm. I want to face it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. The next line is Jack in the box. Like I want to face it. Jack in the box. Like he's springing out forward Mm -hmm. right at it, you know, and Jack in the box is, there's such a quick spring action, you know, like he's really going for it. He is. Um, he says, Look at my title. After opening the box, I believe it now, my name. And then he ends with the chorus. Yes. Oh. After
0: opening the box, I believe it now, my name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. After opening the box of who he you know this box that he's now exploring for the remainder of the album you know taking himself outside the box i just love i just love the concept of him doing that and that he's getting to finally express this side of himself too yeah yeah absolutely
0: keep the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast
1: okay so the next song on the album is more and we dedicated our entire last episode episode 189 i say more to this song as well as the music video um but we we just want to say, if you haven't listened to it, go back because we literally cover every single line and really get into it there. So we're not going to spend time on this episode for it.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, we do know now that more he actually made during April of 2020 mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic, and that this song really is all about his ambitions and passions. And so it's just, you know, interesting to see that here, placed here right at the beginning of the album after Pandora's Box, you know, just him talking about like, kind of this greed that he has um right to, he has to just been
1: talking about the greed like towards the end of the lyrics in pandora's box and now more is like really all about that consuming all consuming greed mm-hmm. um and then like on top of that knowing now that he was writing that at the beginning of like lockdown makes a lot of sense as to like the rage that it has you know mm-hmm. and like all of the you know like the fuel that it had to just like I mean, they bang. were about to go
0: on a world tour. Yeah. And, you know, it just so much got put uh, to a stop, a holding stop right there. Yeah. So I could see him wanting to do more, but not being able to. Yeah. So interesting that you say
1: that so much was put to a stop because then the next song on the album is Stop. stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about Stop here. So Stop actually has a Korean title too, um, which translates as there are no bad people in the world. So for the production of Stop, it's produced by Clams Casino and then written by Clams Casino and Jay hope So just these two working on the song. There's a heavy bass that has like this strong vibration to it that you can almost feel, I mean... I mean, you can feel it when you're in the car and you've right. got the bass up. You can feel that bass, um, but this bass is more like an actual bass guitar that you can feel, like it's it's like it's being plucked, like yeah. a plucking, you know, bass guitar. There's a classic drum kit sound. You've got that kick snare that's pretty constant throughout this whole album, but this keyboard is playing these real simple notes at the beginning and end, and it has an effect on it that it gives like kind of like a bell or a chime sound to Mm -hmm. it
1: yeah something else that he's using in this song is a sample of different voices talking and at some point it can just sound like kind of nondescript chatter that you can't really identify what words are saying but there's one part in the song um where you can really hear someone say like stop like get down get down and then like you can kind of hear like to me, it sounds like handcuffs, and then yeah. you hear someone else say, I need help, I need help. Um, and there's a couple other parts where you can hear, like, full phrases, too. And so a lot of people were talking about that sample. I looked it up, trying to find what he sampled, like, you know, what to, yeah. to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it really, like, struck me as, like, a pr- police brutality moment um, and just, like, a an excessive force type of moment, a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him to – I think it – purposeful in this song with the the meaning of stop and what he's asking us to do even just knowing the title of like there are no bad people in the world um and so that's just interesting I wanted to point that out I'm glad that
0: you pointed it out because I really hadn't heard it I just kind of heard chatter Mm -hmm. but wasn't really listening for what exactly was being said or Mm -hmm. like picking it out but yeah
1: yeah and when you look up like lyric translations you know I don't I haven't found one that's putting like the transcript of the chatter in there too so Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to see it when we were going through the lyrics so I just want to bring it up now but it'll have more context when we dive Get into, into a lyrics. little bit more but yeah. yeah as far as his I really want to talk about his flow in this song and I'm going to talk about it now so I don't rave about it the entire album because mm-hmm. I could really talk about his flow in every single song it's incredible it's so varied it's so skillful like he's mm-hmm. really impressive with how much his rap is like has evolved over the years and the different things that he can do with how he's stretching syllables and the different rhythms that he's working with nowadays. But in this song particularly, we really picked up and loved his kind of like sly feeling with it. And his flow is kind of like scampering all over the place. Um, I just really... I just love it. I can't get over it in this yeah. song. And I mean, I'll just say it now so I don't have to say it a million times. But throughout the album,
0: it is incredible. Yeah. His flow yeah. and just his his rap skill. Yeah. When first time listening through, we both were like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. You know, like this real sly mm-hmm. kind of rapping. Um yeah. It was a huge change up. You know, he really is showing his his skill set here that yeah. he can really change his flow. It's not just the same thing over and over. Right
1: impressive it's very impressive impressive. yeah um when he did his v live about this he said that this song contains the subjectiveness of human nature and that his goal of this song is not to make changes to the world but he wants to be a good influence so he's not saying that he has the power to change the whole world with the song or that he's going to but he just wants people to maybe think about how they could change themselves how Mm -hmm. they could You know, look inward to have a a more positive effect. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, let's get into the lyrics. At the beginning of the first verse, he says, Right, there's something difficult about my friend, values, personality, daily friendships, polar opposites, natural disasters. So, he's like setting up this idea of someone being the complete opposite type of person as you that you're just going to naturally have conflict with mm-hmm. um and that you you know are not going to get along with mm-hmm. and he goes on to say please stop stop and then don't fight fight so even like with the concept of someone who's the polar opposite of you asking you to stop and reevaluate your position on them and not fight with them yeah like just initially
0: yeah to to stop and not fight mm-hmm. and then so he goes on to say it's hateful and wild, but think about it one more time. How are they all alike and how are they all the same? So I think this is him, like, you know, when you're in a conflict with someone and you just have different opinions or, you know, whatnot, to stop, don't argue and to just try to see their side, mm-hmm. try to see what you do have in common. How are you the same?
1: Yeah, look for the commonalities in. Like why you feel how you feel, or mm-hmm. the, you know, the different emotions that you both are sharing, or, you know, something like that instead of all of the differences that you do have. Exactly. Um, he goes on to say the core essence can't be changed. So realize it and be myself. Um, so this is just him saying, like, someone who they are at the core is not gonna change, and he himself is not gonna change either, but you need to just realize that and be yourself, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to you know, take that next step forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: kind of like the agree to disagree mentality. And then he says a single belief dominates me. There are no bad people in the world.
1: That's a hot take.
0: That is a hot take. Yeah. But I mean, we've talked about it a lot and I really am not sure like what his true stance is, but it really feels like if a single belief dominates him, that he feels that, you know, Every, it almost seems like he thinks everyone is good, you know, mm. from the start and that it's circumstances and the way the, our environment and what happens to us in our life that can create, you know, us to make poor decisions or, you know, bad people, quote yeah. on. But he is saying a single belief dominates me. There are no bad people
1: in yeah. the world. Which is so, I mean, so interesting that that's something that he really believes. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's so much like debate that you could have around that and at the way that you expressed it, I would agree with him. Like thinking that the environment that you are raised in, the you know the various things that are at place, the the household you grow up in, socioeconomic status, area of the world that you grow up in, all of these different factors that contribute to you externally can really have an impact on who you are as a person and who you grow up to be yeah. and like what your values are, what your belief system is and all of that's going to affect like how other people perceive you as being either a good person or a bad person. Yeah. Um, and e-
0: you know, I think it's a multitude of things, but mm-hmm. even if you're just having like a bad day, like something negative happens to you and then you just can't or you have a really stressful day at mm-hmm. work or something, like a lot of us project some of that. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. Right. Because you, know, you have a bad day and you're, yeah, you know, not
1: being your best self, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So in the second verse, he says, Yes, I watch the news, but what's that? Deadly criminal. Are people really like that? Actions of humans are worse than brutes. It is so dirty, so foul. I wonder if they can call themselves human. Mm. So he's kind of going back to like, you know, when we go and we watch the news and you hear about all these terrible things happening, it's hard not to so outwardly judge these people mm-hmm. and what's going on. I mean, it it's so dirty and so foul that it, he's questioning: Are they even human? Like, how could someone who's human right. do that? It's so inhumane,
1: right? And the like the news. It's interesting that he brings it up as being the news because I feel like the news does a very good job of like villainizing a, a person or groups of people in different situations. Like we have seen it throughout history of that happening. Like from our personal like experience of youth, like when we were kids and. 9 11 happened Mm -hmm. like all like muslim people all islamic countries were totally villainized completely like that's totally the environment that i was raised in of like and like an environment of fear around that type of person because they're so other and they're like evil and bad and then you grow up and you learn that they're not and you know those are just people being raised in their own religion and you know like it's just the uh the you get into a mindset of thinking that people who are doing all of these crimes, or you know, like the things that you see on the news, that they really are like. It's that. the way
0: they portray them. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: the way that people are portrayed a lot, and you have to think: Is that who they? That, that's like what he's yeah. questioning here. Are, are they really people like really that? like that? Are people yeah. really like that, or is this like you know the skewed perspective that I'm getting here? Right. So I think he's speaking of like a little bit too criminal view is but also like polarization here yeah
0: and just how corrupt the media is too nowadays and how polarized especially with like social media how much that's affecting people's opinions and views and how polarization is like at an all-time high now so i think it's so intentional that he mentions the news right and questions the news
1: right and that he's also sharing that he's having these thoughts too like this is his own thoughts because he says i yeah. wonder if they call themselves human you know mm-hmm. like all of us can get to this point of like extreme judgment towards another individual or a group of individuals but then he's he takes us back from the brink with the next line and just says wait stop and repeat stop and then he says calm down 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 um so it's trying to soothe yourself from like be- being in that space of like a lot of fear and a lot of misunderstanding and like ha- just hatred towards these individuals and doing these mm-hmm. things in the judgment and then he says yes go back to the very beginning look at them again living environment education system what is different from mine and like i really love that he shared this in a song cuz this is a perspective that i've like I hold personally and that I've had for a long time where if I feel like I don't understand another person or like how they can believe that, then I will try to go back and like see where they came from or like what they were raised in and their environment, because then it's very easy to understand, oh, that's definitely why they think and feel how they do. That makes sense. And like, if I were raised in that environment, I probably would be the same way, you know? Yeah. Um, it,
0: h- it creates a, a platform for a better understanding. So much understanding. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. and Especially asking what's different from mine, mm-hmm. um, because you will probably find a lot of things in, in, uh, in common, too. Right. Uh, in verse 3, he says, These days the world is smarter, but filled with things that aren't smart. Remote conversations filled with anger. And this just was making me think about like the internet The and internet. anybody sure. will say anything and fight with, you know, anybody about any topic and, you know, and it's all of this like, performative whatever like yeah you're having all this discourse online but it's like is anything actually happening are you really doing anything? it's so unproductive it does absolutely nothing it does
0: absolutely nothing but the conversation these remote conversations are filled with such anger Mm -hmm. um people are just so hateful towards one another and it's especially easy when it is remote when you're not even facing the person when it's going on online right yeah
1: and then he like he goes on to say unconsciously polluting i can't even evade this now like you know people who they may be very well meaning when they're putting out things into the world or whatever but it just might become like this almost pollution of discourse almost Mm -hmm. where like you said no one's getting anywhere Mm -hmm. and it's just piling up and
0: you're not going to change that other person's mind i mean that's you know? not yeah. the, right
1: that's not the way to change it's, someone's mind it's
0: usually not what happens no you no know? it's usually just hateful comments and it makes you angrier at that person or that other view right and it's just it causes more harm than right. anything right interesting enough you know that he's again is here saying like stop 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 change Mm -hmm. our minds minds. change our minds
1: minds minds like people are
0: so not willing to change their mind right see it as like a defeat right yeah but
1: i don't think he's asking us to change our minds on like a topic or a situation it's more to me it comes off as change our mindset change your mindset about these other people and about that you don't have to be you don't have to fight with them yeah you don't have to be on the opposite side of them you don't have to like contribute to the world's discourse in this way like you can change your mindset you can change how you think and feel about people you can at least see
0: their point of view and you can
1: see their point of view right that's like an active choice that you can do
0: Yeah. yeah 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 he then says we came into the world to the law of cause and effect even so be careful everything depends on our minds what we make because small beginnings can make huge steps the world is changing because there are no bad people. Yeah. <sighs> the world is changing because there are no bad people. There are no bad people. The, how he mentioned small beginnings can make huge steps that even just like taking the time to, to stop and see their see the other side just a little bit is already making so much progress mm-hmm. can create such a huge step towards, you know, a better future. Yeah even
1: like the different times he's asked us to stop in this song, like even stop fighting don't fight, like even just not fighting with someone, not engaging with them in that way is a step. Mm-hmm. Even just calming down about the situation is a step, you mm-hmm. know, um, even changing your mind a little bit about that person is a step. And, you yeah. know, that's like something that we cannot control what the world what's all going on in the world as individuals but I think he's telling us we do have the choice on how we're going to respond to that on a human level how we're going to respond to other people not the big issues but the individual yeah yeah
0: it's really a a genius song I Mm. love the message of this I love that it's It really isn't like you were saying, he's not telling us to change our minds or to change your values or anything like that. It's more of just when you come into conflict like this, you know, instead of just angrily raging and getting all, you know, hot headed about something to just try to stop, whether it's you're calming yourself down, you're trying to see their point of view, maybe a little bit, or even just like agreeing to disagree. That's just where I go is like you're you might not be able to change their mind you have your beliefs but you know yeah screaming at each other isn't going to do anything but create a lot of hate mm-hmm. for one another yeah
1: mm-hmm. i really like the last line that he ends with it's kind of like a mic drop to me by him saying the world is changing because there are no bad people because him saying that like if we act like he's encouraging us to act in this song then that line will become true because if you can start to believe that there's not there's not bad people, there's just like bad days or bad situations or you know whatever, mm-hmm. um, then you can really start to act this way towards others, and yeah. then the world really can change. So yeah, yeah. wow, a lot I love of, stop. Yeah, a lot of wisdom coming from stop, and a lot to uh, to think about. I love right? it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on to equal sign, which just is the perfect song to flow after stop because stop is asking us to, you know, stop being so polarized and to, you know, greet your fellow human at just a human level. An Equal Sign is wanting us to, you know, come into that equality. So let's talk about the production a little bit. This is produced by Scoop DeVille and written by J-Hope, Michael Lindgren-Schultz, and Melanie Joy Fontana. Uh, this song, like the the melody, really reminds us of, like, Where is the Love or even, like, Unwritten. Um, those yeah. two songs are just, like, very kind of, like, happy, upbeat um yeah
0: yeah very hopeful very um bright Mm -hmm. and you know you just can't help but to smile or feel like you're being embraced when you listen to this song you know kind of like those songs do yeah uh there is this I keep calling it a rainbow synth Because the first time I had listened to Equal Sign, I was like, why do I feel like I'm on Rainbow Road right now? Mm -hmm. Like in Mario Kart, you know, just like this really gorgeous scent that just keeps arching over the track continuously. And then we were just like, "Okay, hold up. This is like Equal Sign. You know, it really just sounds like this the way that the the synth crescendos and Mm -hmm. fades in and out is very much like how a rainbow is like being drawn i like right it feels like it's spreading across the sky right right. here right yeah it's so beautiful and it it adds so much to the production of the song it's really stand out in this in this song yeah Um, The bass line too, we've heard pretty heavy bass lines in the previous songs, but now this bass line is a little bit more mid-ranged compared to what we've had. And it has more of a pop sound to it. We were kind of saying that this almost seems like his P.O.P. of today. Mm -hmm. Of course, that that kick drum is still there, but it's just not as much snare going on. So, I mean, still very hip-hop in this song.
1: Right, but this is kind of like the first song that brings in that like brighter vibe and that mm-hmm. was really surprising to us the first listen through because we were just expecting that full hip-hop like the heavy bass and for that bass to k- kind of come up a little bit in this song and give a more like positive outlook um vibe to the song was refreshing very refreshing. And surprising yeah um there's also some clapping that's put in there as beats and then the vocal style to me the expression in the vocal style and different samples that we get is very R&B, very rhythm and blues, very soulful throughout this and, um, you know, just very bright and happy like you said as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So J-Hope, he said that this could be a very serious topic, but he wants this song to be listened to with a light heart and, you know, to have a fun, different vibe within the album. Yeah, this song really is... Everyone is equal, regardless of borders, race, culture, social status. No one is above or below him. Mm. And so, yes, this can be a very serious topic, but going into listen, he really wants us to just have this fun, light heart when we're, yeah. When we're listening.
1: Yeah. Which we really do feel that when we listen mm-hmm. so much. Uh, he starts the song by saying, We have each other and we make eye contact. There is no one above us, there is no one under us. And then he goes on to say, we are still indifferent to the world. We need to pay attention. The beginning of change is coming soon. Maybe it's up to us. So it just goes back to what he shared in his V live of, you know, just everyone having equality, no one being above or below. Mm -hmm. Um, And then knowing that To the world, people who think this way and want to affect positive change, the world is still indifferent to us. Like, no one's going to do it for you, but you need to pay attention. You know that change is coming soon, but it is up to us. No one is going to do it. We have to do it. We
0: have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. This idea of change coming soon, like he that was really the ending of mm. stop. And then yeah. here at the very beginning of, uh, you know, equal of, sign, mm-hmm. he's bringing it up again. Yeah.
1: And so not only like as you're listening, the songs are literally rolling into the next. It's not like there's a dead space between the songs playing, oh, but yeah. the lyrics themselves roll one right it's into another. next. It's, it's a story. It's a story. It's so story. continuous. Yeah. yeah.
0: He then says, The world is wide, but people have a very narrow mind. It doesn't have to be the same. Why is being different a sin? And so the world is vast and we are all so different, but we can get like him saying, But people have a very narrow mind. I feel that we can all get into our own world and, Mm. you know, become narrow minded and hard headed and that you know sometimes it's hard for us to to see our differences you know and think of it you know he's saying why is it why is being different a sin you know that we should be more accepting of one another in these yeah. differences instead of being so narrow minded because the world is so vast and we are all so different mm-hmm.
1: every i mean we we're always told growing up that like you're unique and you're an individual and that you should celebrate that mm-hmm. and we should be able to do that on like a a societal scale of celebrating people for their differences and for what makes them unique, instead of trying to conform to what each person's expectations is of how you should live and who you should be. Yeah, um, he goes on to say, maybe it's like homework for everyone. Awaken them that it is just a difference, not something to discriminate against. Starting with myself, you must know that the victims of prejudice are none other than ourselves. And so this line really resonated with me because I do feel like it's homework that people should take on to themselves of like trying to diminish that prejudice that they have within themselves, that implicit bias that everyone has and like realize that it's just a difference and it really is not a big deal it doesn't matter at all like that mm-hmm. I was raised in a household that you know a lot of things were othered to me and that when I grew up and like got out of my house I really unlearned so much of that but I had to actively choose to unlearn it and work on it um and so I I did I started with myself and so that really resonated with me and I it works it works to to do that and Uh, When he goes on to say that you must know victims of prejudice are none other than ourselves, I really think about like POC and especially like all of the hate crimes that have been against like Asian people lately in the United States Mm -hmm. and just how other people of color are always perpetually discriminated against in the States. Um, I mean, I'm a woman, we're women and we, you know, experience some, you know, forms of like misogyny and things like that, but nothing in comparison to what often people of different races that are not seen as like the majority race in a country Mm -hmm. are faced with. Um, and so that's a lot of discrimination. We get a lot of like social class discrimination and things like that, or you know, religious discrimination for what you believe and so all of these people that are discriminated against for those things, like are victims of prejudice, but he's kind of telling people who experiencing these things like you know that that affects you personally, and that this is something that you know, you have to start with and work on too. Yeah. Because you're a victim of it and it affects you. And yeah, you you know, you still have to try to Mm -hmm. work against it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We all have our prejudices and our biases. And I I do think that it is homework for everyone, for everyone um, to kind of you know, peel away from those prejudices or, you know, just understand that people live different lives right? and that maybe you don't fully understand it, but that, you know, it's not something that you should discriminate or have, you know, continue to have these prejudices for, you know, towards these people. Right. Um, I love that the people live, live different
1: lives and that you don't have to understand it and you don't have to live that way. And you don't have to live that way. You can live your own life, but you know, them living their life doesn't, doesn't have to mean something negative towards you. Yeah, it doesn't you.
0: mean they're above or below you. Right. You We're know? all, We're the, all same. the same. We're all the same. Yeah. For sure. So at the chorus, he says, hate paralyze your mind. Got to see the other side. It costs you nothing to be kind. Not so different you and I. Looking for love in a different light until we find that equal sign. Oh, Getting, like, kind so of teary just, just reading that. Yeah. Um, but hate will paralyze your mind and i just love that he brings up that kindness really costs nothing and that like that's the least we can do mm-hmm. to one another is be kind and like yes i you know if someone's different from me i can try to see where they come from and I think you know I wouldn't do that or that's not you know that's not me but I can at least see that's that's them mm-hmm. and we're equal and I can just be kind to that person right you know right it's the the least you can do the least
1: you can do I
0: that line
1: in particular has been ringing in my ears like constantly for the past like 24 hours it costs mm-hmm. you nothing to be kind so, like mm-hmm. I just can't stop thinking about it and how how much people's lives like would improve if everyone like carried that with them on a day-to-day basis of like you know you don't have to be rude to that cashier just because you stood in line for you know 10 minutes or something you Mm -hmm. know or you don't have to like you know honk at someone because they're waiting too long to go at the green light you know like it does cost you nothing to be kind and you never know what someone's going through and how you could add to it by not being kind to them by being unkind so exactly i think um, these are very
0: wise words Mm -hmm. here that he's saying because Mm -hmm. hate will paralyze your mind it
1: really it consumes you it
0: consumes you Mm -hmm. it inhibits you uh it makes you unhappy yeah so really just trying to see another person's point of view and being kind to them even if you disagree yeah you know
1: yeah until we find that equal sign looking for love oh, so yeah. good um we're all looking for love we yeah, all need love yeah in the refrain he says same the breaths we breathe same the dreams we dream same laughter and tears in life same all things to be respected and this is like to me it's such a mantra of like to remind yourself that people are not so different from you like yeah. everyone has Joys and fears, and happy times and sad times, and you know, everyone has dreams. Everyone breathes and goes through life, and has things that they that they desire and that they respect and that they hold dear. And as long as you can remem- remember that and respect that, then you can see them as an individual and you know respect them equally as another person. Yeah, yeah
0: I love the the refrain pointing out the commonalities yeah. here. Yeah, because it, it's a starting point. You know, to just to really see that how we're equal. Yeah, how we're all equal. And the outro, he says, just a piece to give strength and the puzzle of our hearts. It'll all make sense one day. Mm. This really stuck out to me, especially since it's here at the outro is it's just like, it feels like he's giving little pieces of advice, um, but he doesn't know the answer, right. you know, and we even though it sounds so simple to be like, oh, I'll just see this other person's point of view, or it costs me nothing to be kind. But like that example of giving, like where you had to wait in a long line and you get to the cashier and you're angry and mad, it can, it can be hard to be kind, you know. And it's not really, you know, super easy all the time. Um, but that this is just a piece to give strength, and that this again, you know, kind of like what he was saying and stop. Like this is just something. To, to work with yeah. and that, you know, someday it'll all make sense. Like why we're all so different, mm-hmm. why we struggle to see other people's point of views. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a part of the human journey and existence is that we are all different and we have to learn from it, yeah. you know,
1: and grow yes, from it. Totally. And um, so he goes on to say, so I'm singing for love in this world. Come on, let's come together. Equality is you and me. I just, Thinking about this song ending and then with the last song with Stop and how, you know, like there's no bad people in the world and the the world is going to change with us. Uh, like these two songs very much go together to me in mm-hmm. the way that we can find equality within each other and we can stop all of that like hatred and misunderstanding between each other by just taking a step back being kind to one another and, you know, seeing coming together for the love in this world instead and celebrating the differences instead of feeling like we are so separate because of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The equality is you and me. Equality is you and me. Like it's so good. Uh Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful song. It It really, it feels like a warm embrace. Mm -hmm. It really does. It feels like pure love. It feels hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though these are hitting on, like, you know, these difficult, bigger topics, he continues to be this piece of hope, Mm -hmm. you know? It's always a very hopeful outlook on um, some of these, you know, injustices that go on. Yeah,
1: And I love that he doesn't, like, you pointed out he's not like telling us how he's not professing to know the answer Mm -mm. to you know there's not being equality or whatever but he is just giving us things to think about and if like he couldn't I think he is inspiring people like he's inspiring us with this song to like keep that in mind and to bring that kindness into like even small tiny interactions with others um and I think that just that small bit of kindness put out into the world can affect
0: that change. It can make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a stepping stepping. Yeah. Just a small step. Yeah. 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 So next is pretty much the interlude of the album, Music Box Reflection. So this song was written and produced by P-Dog and J-Hope. And it just is the most perfect interlude with this being Jack in the Box, hearing this Uh, music box winding up you know we hear throughout this album some of this winding uh, production that is that goes on so we hear this music box winding at the beginning and a ticking of a clock or a metronome also in the background and then just faintly in the background too you can hear this like kick snare too so i mean still hip-hop still there it's always it's consistent it's consistent Um, but when we were listening to Music Box Reflection, just the sound of a music box really brought us back to our childhood. Yeah, um, I had a little tiny music box. It had a little ballerina, and Kayla, you had one too. with a ballerina yeah. too. Yeah. Um, It just the way that this song plays out, it gives you time to just really decompress everything that's gone on in the first half mm-hmm. of this album.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he told us a lot uh he expressed a lot of his own emotions like with pandora's box and more and then gave us some things to think about something to kind of chew on that we needed some time to digest yeah with um with stop and equal, uh, equal sign and so this time that we get in music box reflection to do that is really amazing um Something that if you haven't done it yet, you need to listen to this song with headphones in because I didn't notice until I did that there's a stereo effect on the breathing that he's yeah. doing. So his breathing will go from your right ear to your left ear and, you know, alternating back and forth. And, it, you know. It sounds like he's catching his breath in this breathing. And so it's interesting how he's using breath work throughout this album. Like in more, it was almost like a an inhale, exhale, like a meditative calming mm-hmm. down. And now in this one, he's been like really going and he needs to catch his breath here. Right. Yeah.
0: And as we're talking about it being like an interlude and he's straight up saying like, music box reflection like Mm. giving us allotting that time to really reflect and here he is trying to like catch his breath halfway through this album you know it really seems like a point to just uh all of us to catch our breath yeah for all of us to you know kind of compose ourselves before we move into the second half
1: right and so this song prepares us to you know experience the his shadows on the second half of this album because and i think even the title the reflection being the title is very indicative of what the second half of this album is going to do because in that first half he was share you know, what he wanted to tell us, what he wanted mm-hmm. to express to us. And the second half is really, um, his inner vulnerability that he's, you know, sharing
0: now. Yeah. It's kind of seems like the first half is like this external conflict, mm-hmm. you know, with his, with his world. Right. And the second half really gets more into like the more internal conflict totally, within himself. Totally. Yeah.
1: And so now he's like, almost, you know, reflecting, facing it. I can imagine looking I just inward. Envision himself looking mm-hmm. at himself in the in the mirror and just looking inward in this way. And now this other side is coming out too. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, getting into what if right after this, so the production of this song was done by Dem Joints and it's written by J Hope, Dem Joints, R Jones, and R Diggs. And this song samples Shimmy Shimmy Ya, a song by Old Dirty Bastard um, of the Wu Tang Clan. Um, so, it samples like him saying, Incoming, and then also the piano, the main piano that you hear that, <inaudible> um, yeah, that harsh staccato really gives off like an emergency feel like it like makes you feel anxious almost it's when alarming you're to this. yeah right. it's alarming it's very
0: harsh yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and it feels urgent yeah. super urgent there's of course this kick snare going on the bass is very low but it's not as prominent it's so beneath the track it's like so so below the track but then at the pre-chorus you know, again we get these like change ups, you know, we get these scents with these sparkling chimes. And the piano, it I think it goes down a half step, mm-hmm. which dampens the mood, but then we hear these like really pretty soft female vocals. But then at the chorus, the piano drops back down and these vocalizations, there's like, these
1: oh my gosh. ghastly
0: singing, you know, voices in the ba- in the background. Like and if you're not
1: listening for it, you might not like realize that that's what it is. Because it, like we had listened to the song so much before we were like, what is that? Yeah. And it's just like adding so much to like the background of the song, but it's just all these vocals. It
0: sounds like these voices in your head. Uh-huh. It's very haunting. It embodies anxiety and fear. Uh, There's sometimes these vocal whoops that you hear and then there's clashing and these layered sirens and just chaotic noises Mm. that, I mean, first time listening through to this song, I just felt anxious and almost like panic. There's just this sense of urgency within this song. Yeah.
1: Totally, totally. Um, I think that's his intention completely. With what if, yes. With what if. Yeah. um, he, He said that he threw the song at himself. And if you, you know, he wanted to really ask himself, if you don't have hope or all of this status, then who are you to talk about these topics of Equality, or you know, like what he talks about in Stop and Equal Sign. So it's really a song where he's questioning himself and why his purpose and his right to do this. Yeah, his
0: right to do this. Mm -hmm. Who are you to be talking about this? Who are you to be saying this? You know, look at everything. Imagine if you didn't have what you have now, you know, could you still say that you're, you know, J Hope, right? You know, I mean, he really just, yeah, he throws it at himself. Yeah. Yeah. So in the first verse, he said, I asked. Myself dozens of times. Am I really like that? Hopeful, optimistic, always with a smile on my face. I just thought that was something I could do. So my music, my speech, my feel, I made it myself. But I wonder, I ask J Hope, if you were me, can you keep on doing those things you said? Perhaps it's because I was born under countless circumstances and not on my will. A. Show your persona with pride. Hold up that's the whole first, first. Wow. Just have to like talk right. about this whole thing, right? Um, you know, we've we're just saying that you know he really questions himself in this song, uh, to the point where he's asking like, is he truthfully hopeful? Is he really optimistic? You know, like he when he took on the persona of J Hope, he wanted to embody that. He made it who he is today. You know, with his music, his speech, and even just like how he presents himself to the world. Um, but he continues to just kind of like question himself like are you really like that is Mm. that truly who you are him
1: saying i was born under countless circumstances i don't think about his actual real birth i think the birth of j-hope being born under countless circumstances and not of his will it wasn't you know he talked about in his v live that it was him and namjoon and hitman bang like brainstorming his name you know Mm -hmm. how they came up with the the name of j-hope and so it wasn't of his will necessarily it was just like spitball it just
0: turned out i mean he was like yeah i want J and ho you know yeah. jay ho you know Jung Ho socks mm-hmm. and jay ho and then it just turned into J ho right but then yeah it became his persona mm-hmm. and here he is at the end of this first saying show your persona with pride hold up
1: right so then he when he goes into the second verse he says how you doing bro seems like you're living your best life these days dressed up so nicely I wonder what hardships and ordeals mean to you since you only walked up intact stairs. Maybe you have no idea about such things. You have everything now. Money, glory, fortune, even followed by people you like. Can you still tell people to love yourself and have hope if it means all of those things will be taken from you and you'll be at the bottom? I wish. Hold up. So in this one, it's either, like, him after reflection, he's actually literally asking himself, or it's, like, an external person, like, kind of quizzing him.
0: I think it's an external person. Right. Because the first first verse seems like it's him questioning himself, Mm -hmm. and the second verse really seems like an outsider point of view questioning who he is. Right. And being, like, so...
1: After all of this, like, are you really shit? Are you anything right now? Like, if you didn't have all of this, like, even saying, since you only walked up intact stairs, like, it was, like, saying... Diminishing the struggle of BTS's journey of J Hope's journey and saying it wasn't that hard for them, it wasn't you know it wasn't difficult. You just walked up the you know these nice stairs. Yeah. Um. You know, like maybe you have no idea about hardship or about struggle. Right. Um, So who are you to talk about it at all? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like oh, it's easy for you to be hopeful and optimistic because you have this lush life. Right. Now. Or it's
1: easy for you to uh you know like preach equality or whatever when you have this lush life and you're not like in the the you know the trenches every yeah. day or whatever yeah yeah um and so he when he's questioning can you still tell people to love yourself and have hope if it means all those things will be taken away from you and he answers it with I wish um yeah. so he's just not sure if he could still maintain this hopeful personality that he has if he didn't have the fame, the money all of the lush things that you know, his journey of life has has given to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not sure.
0: And that's why he starts asking, what if?
1: Right. So getting into that chorus that we hear throughout the song, that what if, what if, what if? And so just listing off the things that he's asking, what if I have no hope, no dream, no passion, no vision, no money, no house, no car? And then lastly, what if I have nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we are hearing him list these off, This is, like, fully English lyrics, which makes it, like, really impactful that we're hearing every single word and, like, that he's, like, really... Like, to list off these specific things, they Mm -hmm. all can mean so much. Like, um, and also, I just can't... I have to go back to the Shimmy Shimmy Yeah sample Mm -hmm. because he lists off, like, hope and dream and, like, money and house and car, which, like, all things listed in BTS's No More Dream, their debut song and in that song they say shimmy shimmy yeah like
0: what the fuck yeah like, i feel like that's the so connection intentional. yeah yeah it's so intentional yeah um this refrain and the chorus the what if i have no passion what if i have no hope what if i have no money no house no car i have nothing i really just see this like downward spiral And, you know, we were talking about the production really evokes feelings of anxiety and panic and fear. And so I think, you know, we should all question ourselves to some extent, you know, or, you know, try to see ourselves through a different lens, Um, but not to the point where it's like unproductive in the sense that you're like spiraling inward on yourself and you start questioning everything where it starts creating this like sense of panic Mm. and you start feeling really, really lost. Mm. Like, that's where this song kind of took me. You know, I think, like, he really is, like, I show myself as this really optimistic, hopeful person. And am am I, I really? Am I really, you know? And I, you know, I do have all of these, you know, really nice things in life. And so for someone, if I was in a different circumstance, could I be So hopeful. Could I be as optimistic as I am? You know, who am I in this, you know, person, you know, this really privileged life to be speaking on, um, you know, inequality and injustice, you know. So I I think it's good that, you know, to question yourself in that way, Mm. but not to the point where you start like spiraling, you know, and. You know, the catastrophizing. That's, that's it, the exact that's, word that was just in my mind. Yeah. yeah. It's the catastrophizing. It's, it's the point where you start like dwindling yourself down to nothing. Yeah. And he actually says, what if I have nothing? Right. You know? And like,
1: I don't know how many bars this is, but if it's like eight bars or whatever, he goes from questioning what if I have no hope, the thing that he's like starting the song with, the thing that he's like talking about who he is to the core. Yeah.
0: His All essence, the way to,
1: right? His essence. What if yeah. I don't have the essence of myself to catastrophizing it in just a few bars to having nothing? Yeah. Going from what if I the thing that I think makes me who I am. If I didn't have that, then I don't have anything. Right. Is where it took him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to say just thinking about this and thinking about this big question mark for him that I feel like he could still be hopeful if he didn't have these things. Like I think that yeah. he could still have that within himself and that he still could have found that because like it's been who he is for so long um and it's you know I think that if you practice being a way then you can really become that way yeah like my husband Jordan when he was young he decided that he was going to be very positive and live life positively and like take the high road and every situation and not let things get to him and just like live with a positive mindset and like i don't think that that was something that was innately him growing up Mm -hmm. you know but he made that an active choice and it's really become who he is like he really is a super positive person and doesn't let stuff get to him and it's who he is to the core and he would describe himself that way um but it's not something that it he was naturally he trained himself to be that way so i just think that whether or not it was who he was born as i think that it's who he has really become and i think if everything were stripped away from him i think that that would still remain
0: yeah i do too and you know we had talked previously about how he mentions fate and just kind of like being brought into this like this is his circumstances this is how his life played out mm-hmm. um the things that weren't so much in his control um but still like he he's taken on this this role of hope and he's taken it so seriously and kind of like what you were saying with Jordan just making the the decision to live a positive life you know I think that J-Hope given a different circumstance would continue to you know I mean he's just really taken on the role of being hopeful right. and like that has become his life motto yeah of just being optimistic and hopeful mm-hmm. yeah but this song what if like I mean I just feel like When he's starting to question himself to this extent, it's really – it's not benefiting him Mm. in any way. Yeah, but I love that he
1: is showing us this side of himself because don't we all have those doubts? We all do this. We
0: all do. I I do it all the time. When you question yourself Mm -hmm. and then you, like, question things you say, things Mm -hmm. you do. I mean, if you start questioning your career or just, like, the choices you've made in life or how things could have been different, the what-ifs start to just become Piles of anxiety, oh,
1: awful, yeah, awful, and it it, it buries you. The words will bury you. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: So, super impactful, super impactful. You feel the anxiety and just like internal crisis going on with the song, and then it just transitions into safety zone, mm. and I find it. So powerful to have these songs back to back because when you are having this catastrophizing downward spiral, that's when you need to seek a safety zone, Yeah, you know, and so let's go ahead and get into it. For the production of Safety Zone, it was produced by P Dog and written by J Hope and P Dog. J Hope said that P Dog put his heart and soul into this song, and in his V Live, he even called P Dog God P Dog. Yes, and we're like, okay, permission to call BTS gods again, right?
1: (laughs) We can at least call them kings. Like he called them
0: a god, so we can say that they're kings. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, for the production of this song, there's this. Pitched up female vocal sample. We don't know where the vocal sample is from, um, but he's consistently been using this, you know, these vocal samples throughout the album. Uh, we hear this strong cymbal percussion with, of course, the kick drum and some slow piano. The piano has these really beautiful runs throughout. You'll hear it, you know, it's just the piano is like dwindling down on this keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's really, really pretty. It has a slower vibe to it. Safety Zone is more of a soulful r&b type of song mm-hmm. we hear not only that pitched up female vocal but we also hear other female vocal ooze that are so pretty it's very mm. calming it adds that soul almost gospel like production to it and then the song even ends with like a female r&b singer doing these really gorgeous vocal runs mm. singing where's my safety zone yeah and then in his V
1: live, he shared that his thoughts on it, even in games, there are safety zones, and he wondered what his safety zone is, or if it's just his home, is it his daydream? And we were kind of wondering, like, is it something like psychological, like the blue side, like where is the safe zone? um And he said he doesn't have a definite answer for his safety zone. So he wrote this song and he also said that this is his favorite
0: song on the album and that he has a lot of affection for this song yeah and it's you can see why so in the introduction the lyrics say where's my safety zone let me know if you know where's my safe zone damn so yeah it I I try not to let it worry my heart too much that, you know, he's asking cuz he isn't sure where his safety zone is. You know, he's saying if you know, please let me know. Like, damn, I really need it, but I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody needs like a safe space. Everyone needs a safe mm-hmm. space, especially when, you know, you're you're spiraling or yeah. you're you're feeling panicky or you're feeling lost. Mm-hmm. You need a place to go. And so, like he had talked in his V live, he wasn't sure if it's like His home, you know, if it's his family, if it's his members, you know, it seems like he kind of dabbles in maybe all of it, um, but he isn't sure quite where exactly he's supposed to go when he's feeling this way. Right. He
1: he says in his verse, "The ringing in my ears is growing. The world is changing fast. At that moment, I find solitude. It's painful, as if there are no allies. My life is becoming my enemy. It is getting lonesome, and so this like." expressing that loneliness or like you know being solo is kind of like where that question of where is my safe zone coming from because to me it feels like like everything in his life is changing from what it's been for the past nine years ten years and so maybe the safe zones that he used to have are not quite the same type of thing anymore because he's not doing it all together with all of BTS. And they're not all going through the same exact thing right now. He's going through different things through putting out this project and working on it. Right. Um, and I I think about that, the ringing in my ears is growing, the world is changing fast. Um. I, I've heard like people say, like, when your ears ring, someone's talking about you, like, it's mm-hmm. like an old wives kind of saying whatever. Um, so that could kind of be symbolic of That he's stepping out into the solo work and there's more talk about J-Hope instead of like BTS out in the world and how the, the world is changing from him and from BTS making this choice. Um,
0: yeah. And there's more pressure, you know, he doesn't have the group to fall Mm -hmm. back on, you know, he's just J hope on his own.
1: Right. He says it's painful. There's no allies. Like there's no one to fall back on. There's no one like in his corner right here. He really is stepping out on his own.
0: Yeah. The ringing in my ears is growing, makes me think of just being disoriented. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of the tinnitus or like, you know, like a, a really loud noise going off and just not having that that sense of, of hearing and feeling kind of lost and confused and not knowing which direction to go. Yeah. Um, so I could see that being a time when you really need to, to ground yourself, um, you know, to calm and, and take a moment to go to a safety zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then he says, we live in sync, but we squeak. It's a struggle to tell myself, break a leg. We live in sync. It just again is making me think of Bonton, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, but we squeak. It makes me almost feel like they've, you know, they're they've been working for nine, ten years as a group and they really need this time mm-hmm. to go in be on their own and, you know, really mature in themselves Mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, oil up their wheels to keep going. But then him saying, it's a struggle to tell myself, break a leg. You know, it's not as a group wishing each other good luck. It's him having to do it on his own and say, break a leg to himself. And it's a struggle. It's hard for him. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. He then says like cars with no traffic control, I get hit here and there why do i not have it where can i find it if you look closely there are safety zones even in games so kind of going back to what i was saying with like the ringing in the ears kind of like disoriented not knowing where to go feeling out of control um having no traffic control getting hit here and there you know when you're getting so beat down mm-hmm. i mean he sounds like he's getting so beat down and like he needs a place to like pause you know just like in a game when you're running in a game of tag or something and you need to go to a home base because you're running out of breath, you know, you're you're about to get hurt or you're about to get caught or whatever. You need that space. And mm-hmm. so for him here, he's saying why do I not have it and where can I find it? Right. It seems like he he really needs a place where he can feel like he can catch his breath and to to ground himself. I keep going back to grounding himself. Yeah, but, but
1: he, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what he needs because He's, he says, I want to go to where is that mindset? Was it even in my mind? Like he's not sure if that was an internal place that he needs to go and like like a meditation or, you know, like different coping that he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like what you were just talking about makes me think of like needing the support of BTS and yeah. how they probably when they, you know, when they're all working as a group and they're all going through the same thing, like they all really understand what you're going through. and he could talk to them and tell them like, oh, like working on this song is hard or doing this is difficult on my own or whatever. But if you're not doing it with him, you're not going to be able to fully understand like what he's going through and the challenges that he's facing with that personally and internally. No, yeah. um, and so it just feels like he just doesn't know where he can find that peace of mind or like that comfort. Um And, you know, someone else that can Em- empathize with him yeah, yeah and support mm-hmm. him yeah. yeah
0: and really know what he's going through yeah so he asked that in the chorus he says where is the ray of light for relief in the dark a peaceful home or is it a distant blue where's my safe t- safe zone left right go straight where's my safe zone here over there or x so you know he even questions like is My safe zone just being my home, my actual home Mm -hmm. where he, where he resides, or is it a distant blue that really made us think of the blue side, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about could be sadness Mm -hmm. or it could be calm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's just asking, where is it? I, you know, he's not sure here, there, over there or x Mm -hmm. you know kind of like at a crossroads it's also a pretty common theme on this album right
1: or even x just being like an ambiguous place like it could be anything like xyz you know type of thing yeah yeah
0: find Um, the x
1: yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) and then in the in the refrain he says support from people i trust it's cold when they turn their backs on me the people who led me if i think about it it's fear i recall." Those who share blood, a sense of duty that cannot be confided. Mm. Um, And so like people he trusts, when they turn their backs on him, it's almost like maybe they don't have time or they can't quite understand what he's going through um, and then the people or they're not there or fear of
0: them not being there when he needs them right
1: or fear of sharing it with them and then them not being able to support him oh, like, or
0: even turning their backs on him like you know it's hard to be vulnerable right and then using that against you right oh. like that's
1: what that makes me think about for sure yeah. yeah or and then the next line the people who led me I think of like big hit I think of hype I think of the, the people who have like in his label been in charge of him if I think about it it's fear I recall like he can't go to them for help because they are you know like they they're gonna instill fear in him of you need to do this that or whatever like that's what he gets a fearful feeling of anytime that he expressed needing help to those people is what that how that line comes off to Mm -hmm. me and then those who share blood obviously he's talking about his family and a lot of times people won't lean on their family because you don't want to feel like they have to support you out of a sense of like obligation Mm -hmm. and I think that's what he's saying too it's a sense of duty but he doesn't want to unload all of these things onto his family when he knows that they're going through things too and that you know like they have their own struggles in life at the same time
0: yeah yeah he struggles to ask for help. Don't we, we all? Yeah, we all do. To lean on someone when you really need it. He's coming up with all these excuses or reasons why he would maybe be a burden to either his family or friends or reasons why he shouldn't be uh, vulnerable right. with with others. Right. You know, just kind of all the the excuses for himself, you know, why he shouldn't. Or why he can't. And why he can't, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, and I've been
1: thinking a lot about, like, that, you know, in the in regards of asking for help and needing help is that, like, animals are born with the first thing that they need to survive so, like, a horse can stand up when it's born or whatever. Mm-hmm. But humans are born with the ability to cry, to cry for help. That's when babies cry is when they need something. Yeah. And so, and so that is a human's most important survival skill is to be able to ask for help and Mm -hmm. to be able to ask for support when you need it. Um, And so it's really heartbreaking to think about that he doesn't know who he can ask for help or for support and where he can find that safe zone.
0: Yeah, especially since he has lived a life where he's been the safe zone for so many others. Oh my He's gosh, He's been yes. our hope, you know? Yeah. So or it, even
1: in the creation of this song, like the lyrics is talking about his struggle to find a safe zone, but the song itself sounds like a safe zone and a safe space, and it totally gives me those feelings of comfort as I'm listening to it. Yeah,
0: it feels like you can take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like I, first time listening through, What If really struck me, because I just... Suffer, I suffer from anxiety and I really was like, whoa, he is spiraling. He's spiraling so much. And then I feel it's so intentional that he then goes into safety zone, knowing when you're spir- spiraling, mm-hmm. knowing when you really need to become more grounded. Um, and I got a little
1: <laughs> teary
0: eyed with you, Kayla, doing research because I'm like, I really hope that he has a safety zone, mm-hmm. that he really has a place where – you know, he has this, these natural human emotions where we start to like pick away at ourselves and needing someone to kind of just re, you know, reground us, re, you know, put us back into, you know, a more neutral state, Mm -hmm. um, to reassure ourselves, you know? And so I hope that he finds it. I feel that he does have different safety zones. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just want him to be able to know that he can ask for help and that there are so many people who would be willing to offer it to him Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: and if any iconics are listening who feels like you need to ask for help sometimes or sometimes you deny yourself asking for help because of fear of judgment or lack of support or something, because mm. I do that all the time, Yeah, uh, do it because it's so much better than when you do and the people around you uh, know how much you love and care about them and they also love and care about you and yeah. they want to support you. Yeah. You're um, not a
0: burden. Asking not, for help is not a burden to mm,
1: anyone. Never. You're never putting what you're going through on someone. You're putting it in front of them and you guys get to look at it together. Yeah. And it's not going to be something that, harms them in any way. They just want to be able to help you. Yeah. Um, I really feel like the spiraling of what if, you know, in the moment of the what if, once you get to that point, that's when like, I mean, you really need that safety zone, like you said, Mm -hmm. and it's him telling us like when you get to that point, you need to start reaching out for help. You need to if you are catastrophizing in that way, you need to start looking out for your safety zone and trying to find it. And so maybe like that's kind of his journey on this album is that spiral and then him being like, oh, shit, I need to find my safe space now. Yeah. 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 So hopefully by now he really has found that and i'm sure he has i mean
0: it's so intentional that he put those two songs back to back yeah Yeah.
1: and again i just really love how this song acts as a safety zone for the listener Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like Like, i feel like i could be
0: having a really bad day or just you know feel really sad or something and turn this on and, and feel comforted
1: oh yeah for sure me too i think it's cathartic in that way so let's talk about future which this song is the number one song stuck in my head from the album it's yeah. such an earworm to me it's so good and i love yeah. all the music on here but this yeah. one really so the production was produced by brass tracks written by j-hope ivan jackson and mitch conwell and there's a children's choir um, at the end that gives you like a hopeful idea for the future Mm -hmm. um and then at the beginning you get like a really pitched up vocal samples of like na 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 na's which is super super youthful Mm -hmm. um and we get that kind of in the song as well this song also has a funkier beat which you know like we know j-hope to dabble in the funk quite a bit so here is sneaking into jack in the box it's a much happier and like a popper Pop soundy song with that vibe. Of course, it maintains the kick snare. Every Always. There. Song on this album has the kick snare. In his ears. um It has a super far in the background, like xylophone percussion going on. And then we noticed some organ chords as well that yeah. are very big, long organ chords. But overall, it has such a positive vibe. It
0: really does. And that use of the children's choir, too, I, you know, when you think about the future, you know, the ch- children are the future, you know. So I just think it is so perfect that he had that youthful, Quo- you know children's choir yeah. be brought into it it really does create this very positive uh feel with the song there's a lot of sampling and percussion effects that make up the instrumental uh play to the tune of the refrain so it it's kind of like layered as a round yeah. so it's echoing in itself and uh yeah i just overall the production of this song is really uplifting uh for this song he said he realized What he was telling others that he actually really needed to be telling himself, like, I'm your hope and love yourself, you know, that he wants to be able to live the life he's encouraged his fans to live. I just got like chills because (laughs)
1: like, really, I I just the, the idea of him, like the visual of him looking at himself and saying, I'm your hope you're my hope i'm Jay. hope like he should say that to himself he should he he should he should be able to be the hope for himself that he's been for so many people around the world and
0: that's what he says in the lyrics of future he he says at the refrain always i need it too i need the hope too you can't always be the hope Mm -hmm. you know he needs it be being brought to him too when i said i do courage and faith rhythm of positivity always I need it too when I said I do walking into the future with a step of hope
1: yeah oh even just sorry to just jump in on it right there but (laughs) even just this refrain makes me think of the answer to his question like is he actually hopeful? Because he's mm-hmm. saying here, I need it too. I always need it too. So like, if he needs that hope too, then that is him and himself. Like he needs that hope and he, you know, needs to be able to maintain and cultivate that within himself. Um, because he, as he's saying, I need it too, walking into the future with a step of hope.
0: Yeah. 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 He can be the hope and also have, you know, ask for the hope. Yeah. You know, I feel that, you know, he needs it just as much as We need it, or Mm -hmm. he provides his members with hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the very first verse, he says, I was, I was, I was. Yeah, I was just a native. I was, I was, I was. I was a kid who only liked dancing. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Oh, I just love hearing him say, like, with confidence, who he is, where he came from. Like, he seems so self assured. Whereas, back with what if, he was like, Who am I? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What would I be without all these things? Am I even hopeful? And here he is, like, just assuring himself, like, you know, I was a kid who liked dancing. Like, it's me, you know, and that he can be the hope while asking for hope, you know, right. all simultaneously. Going at once. back to what we were talking about at the end of, of, um,
1: Safety zone. Wow. Yeah, of safety zone. Thank you. Where we were saying that you need to ask for help and you, you know, everybody needs that too. So that's him saying, I need that hope too. Yeah. At the same time that he can give it. Yeah. And he says, Thanking for a given life, it's me, it's me, it's me. So he's thankful for the life that he's been given, mm-hmm. but also knowing that it's him who has created and led this life at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's his steps, but also fate at play at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh he goes on to say it will eventually change nothing lasts forever you know we know i know going up the river it can't be salmon um so like everybody knows salmon swim upstream they swim against the current and so he's just saying that that doesn't last forever he's not going to swim against the current forever mm-hmm. um we just we know that he knows that yeah yeah
0: yeah so in the outro he says i can just decide on my own something that cannot be decided future The closer you get, the scarier it gets. It's hard to endure alone. Future. Man, you must go with the flow. Let's just go with the flow. Future. Looks like I need it. Looks like I need it too. Betting on courage, faith, and hope. So I love this outro because he's saying that he can decide his future. We can all decide our own future, but there's also things that cannot be decided. And that's why we have to be able to go with the flow Mm -hmm. and adapt and endure. And yes, the future can be very scary and it can be hard to endure alone, but you don't always have to do it alone. And that, you know, he and all of us, we just have to bet on courage, faith, and hope that the future is going to be good. And that, you know, we can just, uh, look forward to it, even though it can be scary and there's going to be, circumstances that we can't prepare for you know because there's just not everything is you know in our hands right in in our control but that we just have to have courage faith and hope and that it's it's a bright future yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I
1: love the the line I can decide on my own yeah like it's it's empowering in that aspect of like knowing that you can't control it all but that you can rely on those you know pillars of courage faith mm-hmm. and hope and you know use that to progress and to look towards that that happy bright hopeful future right yeah
0: yeah this is such a beautiful song and i feel that like you know we're gonna get into arson here which really oh, man ends this album <laughs> on a know, bang on a bang but i really feel that future is a conclusion to what what if and a uh, safety zone we're, we're touching on
1: me yeah. too. I really do too. And it, it feels like that kind of internal crisis and struggle that he got into after Music Box Reflection. It, 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 he took us through that in those songs and in that shadow resolved. Yeah, and he
0: has this like strong sense of self here yeah. at the end, while also feeling very hopeful and optimistic mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so good. I love Future. So yeah. good.
1: Me yeah. too. I love it too. It really does feel like a resolution and Uh like that could end the album itself but then we get Arson then we get Arson
0: so let's talk about (laughs) Arson let's talk about
1: it so Arson was produced by Clams Casino and written by Clams Casino and J-Hope and it starts off with a distant ticking clock and then as always the kick snare comes in and the super heavy bass heavy bass heavy bass bass. there's also a like siren sound in the back and to me just because it's called Arson and the music video gets so much fire it makes me think of a fire truck siren just going through yeah Um, Um, And it it really feels like that's supposed to be like the artistic representation of it. Yeah,
0: because it's like two notes. Two notes that just, you know, go back and forth. Yeah. 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 But there's also this rattling percussion that sounds like a clicking noise Mm -hmm. like something is winding so it still feels very jack-in-the-box music box you know this like beaded chain Mm -hmm. that's just being pulled and cranked on uh that plays throughout in the production there's also vocal distortion akin to more Mm -hmm. so for this song j-hope said that this is supposed to feel like the jeopardy that you feel when you're about to make a choice it's about being at a crossroad uh, he's really thinking: Do I add to the fire or do I put it out? Mm-hmm. And he said that it's really this is a full stop finish to the album. Yeah, yeah, because I mean it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> when
1: he starts arson, he says, "Let's burn, burn." burn yeah, it oh, goes, and he, then he says, "It's done, done." done. I mean, and he's doing it with this grungy, growly voice. Ah, oh, but also like. To me, this song balances so perfectly with more. And it's not like it's taking us full circle on the album because it's not like looping us back necessarily, but the balance of that heavy more and the heavy arson on either side of this album Mm -hmm. works so expertly. And him like bringing this like kind of drawn out, it's done, reminds me of what we get in more also. It's so good.
0: Yeah. How he's delivering it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So in the first verse, he said, let's burn to my passion, burn, to my hopes, burn, my life, burn. Every day I ran, couldn't stop. Back then, I burned it all, and I wanted it all. Fame came first. Money, of course. Popularity, too. Couldn't help but go into overdrive. The motivation behind my thoughtless ambition when I sweat. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, so I, I I do feel like this song really goes hand in hand with more. But this is like the conclusion to it. More yeah. was like he had that that thoughtless ambition that mm-hmm. he's talking about. Like he wanted the fame, the money, the popularity, all of it. He wanted more. And here he is. He's like burned it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like he more was
1: like the spark of the fire and arson is it, just burning it all to the fucking it all, ground. All yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's really I mean, with just the creation of this album to, you know, knowing that he kind of created this album in a short time frame you know he has to feel like he's just lit everything on fire right you know i mean he took everything he had all his passion all his hope everything and just ran with it Mm
1: -hmm. and poured it into it right yeah i love the line the thoughtless ambition like thinking about How thoughtless he was to have such ambition and such drive and all of the, you know, the domino effect of that throughout his life, too. He
0: couldn't help it. He went into overdrive. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, In the second verse, he says, I shower in petrol to set a fire on my feet, on my legs, even hotter, run my way. Records heating up my popularity at the top and up goes my born haters, horns that ring every time. But even this, I like. Because with my fans, with my label, with my fellas, we burn brighter together all day, rational accomplices. Arsonist was fun, got nothing to fear. One second ahead, fuck off. damn i love when any bangkin curses but for him to do it at the end of a like a verse like that like fuck off the way he says
0: i'm like damn um we live for the profanity we love
1: the profanity (laughs) um but but he to him saying like shower and petrol like uh, i again like i'm always talking about run bts with j-hope lately but like i just think of like the gasoline lines and like the just going and running and so like Lighting yourself up, like, with gasoline to really, like, have a huge, bright, hot fire that's burning is, mm-hmm. you know, the effect that petrol is going to give. Um And then just, like, running even hotter, like, on his own two feet, on his own legs, harkens back to those themes of run bts to me um but then of course he like i love that he's like hyping himself up here too like talking about his popularity his records you know like everything that he's going and then throughout this album he's kind of struggled with that lonesome feeling of stepping out on his own Mm -hmm. and feeling alone and solo and so here in this song he's like kind of reminding himself who he has in his corner he has his fans he has his label he has his fellas meaning bts there to support him and to you know be excited in this journey that he's taking here now knowing that we all burn bright together
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i really feel like he's he's on fire Mm -hmm. like i mean he this this album's amazing the music he's creating is fantastic him and bts have really uh, had so much success he's so popular i mean he's at the top of his game and i love how he even says arsonist was fun got nothing to fear you know like he really is just like at the top of his game right, right. now right yeah and yeah it's like, fun yeah it <laughs> he feels
1: like the way that he's burning he feels like he committed arson with this whole album right you know, and it was a fun thing for him uh-huh. uh, in the chorus he says if anyone asks me right i lit the flame to me that's like yes he lit the flame of bts starting this off-season solo work he's like the beginning of it he got him started oh, like yeah, he yeah. Did. and he wants the credit he he's like i fucking the credit. stopped it. you know i started that's not this. easy right it's not mm-hmm. so i love it i think it's badass yeah yeah
0: yeah and at the chorus he asks do i put out the fire or I burn even brighter and this is where he's talking about that, like he's at a crossroads now. Like and now that he's put, out, he's done the solo work, mm. he's kicked them off, he's at the top of his game. But where does he go from here? Right. Like, does he continue, you know, to commit arson? Like, right. does he continue? Does just he just to, like, go and just grind and make more and more more yeah, music, or yeah. does
1: he does he now get his break? You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So in the third verse, he says, "It's done. My dreams done. Success done." my part of the job done damn the sass too oh, the sass you know my part of the job just thinking like him being the first one the first member to like step out and do this like they're all pretty fatigued they're all pretty tired and he really stepped up to the plate and was like all right i'll i'll be the first one to put out a solo album mm-hmm. and now he's done it
1: right and he yeah. says what else? None. As if he doesn't have anything else to do, anything else that he feels like he needs to accomplish. He says, less is more leaving when there's still applause. That's the style. But the way that he's saying this to me, like, I don't believe that he's going to leave while there's still applause. Like, he's like, that's the style. But is that what I actually want to do? Like, I kind of want to keep going. And it's like he's trying to tell himself less is more, Mm -hmm. which to me, no, because he's he literally had a whole song titled more saying yeah. how much he wants is more. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I just think that this line is is interesting.
0: Um, yeah. In that I way. also think of like to leave when there's applause That's a mm-hmm. style. But then I also think of like encore stages and right. like, coming back for more right. and you know, d- doing more. But yeah, he, he then says, who knew the world would go up in flames? I see my marks after things cool down fire too big to put out. It was serious arson. Um, so I just picture like once he's like actually created all this music to like have that moment of, okay, I didn't realize maybe how little I was working off of, like I've worked so hard. Maybe he's like starting to see some of the, the side effects Mm -hmm. of that, you know, like, um, in terms of either his health or just like Things he sacrificed to be able to to create the music that he has or have the success that he's had. Um, but like the fire is too big yeah. to be put out. I really do think he is like questioning what what he does for or where he goes from here. Right. You know, it's just because it seems like he still has a lot of passion. It still seems like he has a lot of that ambition. And it's like it's serious arson. Like, mm-hmm. does it, you know, but it's also like, is it doing more harm than good to keep going, right. like he, as he is? Right, you know.
1: When I think about the see my marks after things cooled down, I feel like he's he can look back and see like the marks of success oh. instead of like uh, you mentioned like the bad oh, I'm thinking I'm, about the good like, I'm thinking
0: of scars right now. I mean
1: scars for sure have left behind and even in the music video we see some of like burns on his skin and whatever yes. but I think of like the marks of success and being able to once you're kind of outside of it you could take a step back and see like Wow, really, all of what I've done. Like, I didn't realize I did all of that yeah. until I could take a moment and, you know, take a step back from it. Yeah, and so, if that's he. That's an
0: interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, if he gives himself time to, like, I don't know, put out the fire for an hour or whatever, and he could step back and see it, then maybe that's what he's.
0: You yeah. Know, acknowledge what acknowledging, he's done. Yeah. Acknowledging yeah. what
1: he's done. Take a yeah. moment to
0: acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. In the fourth verse, he says, it's too hot. No. I wake up from the pain. Contact my inner self, enveloped in fear. Nobody can't. Nobody stop shit. Putting out the fire only I can do that. So only he can make the choice to stop. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I wake up from the pain. It's too hot. You know. It. Sometimes I just feel that. BTS's lyrics can be like conflicting in this way because I feel like he's conflicted. You Mm -hmm. know, he's not quite sure where to go from here. Well, this whole song is literally him asking, "Am I
1: continuing or am I not?" And I feel like stopping. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the function of it as the outro because then it could, you know, it's leading off either into like his next album that he does, or he's taking like a massive break while the rest of BTS puts out their solo work.
0: Right.
1: Um. So it's like now that he's lit this flame of putting like all of his passion and work into making this album, is he just stopping now? Like, or is he continuing, you know, yeah. is he going to take a back seat now? But he's while, so on
0: fire, right? He's know? so on fire. Yeah. So it'd be it so hard like, to, to me. It feels like the passion is still there, but mm-hmm. he doesn't, but he just doesn't want to burn himself out either. Right. Yeah. I don't
1: think he wants to burn himself out. I think yeah. that's so on the nose. Uh, he says a fireman of chaos. Oh, a dark path like soot awaits. Even when the fire is out. So like even even
0: if he were to stop, even if he
1: were to stop, he would still be walking this like sooty, dirty path of, you know, like the different struggles that come with that. Like even Mm. if he stops, it's not like it's going to be a golden road. Um, And I just love that he's mentioning fireman here because I feel like we
0: feel actual fireman sirens in the in the song itself. yeah. Uh Yeah. He then says the huge hurdle ahead. What's my move to sidestep the game board that casts my stone? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he said it's the song he wants you to feel that jeopardy. You feel like he had mentioned like a chessboard specifically in the V live and just like how one move has so many different outcomes. Right. Uh, So he's really thinking about that. Like what I mean. That hurdle up ahead. Mm. What he's gonna do? It
1: really makes me think back to the album art of the all the different hands Mm. going in, you know, representing all these different directions you can take, and the X's on them representing the different crossroads that come with each of those different directions. It is like a game of chess. It is like what that choice is is like a little bit precarious when you're in that situation, Mm -hmm. and so like it's really to me this is the perfect way to end the album, like arson ties it all together it
0: does tie it all together yeah yeah and i, I really feel that it, it goes off of more i feel that more got us into like this full album it was that ambition um and that greed that he had where he was like you know he goes it, it was the passion that got him into creating this whole album mm. and arson really feels like full circle here where it's like he's done it mm-hmm. it's done he's He's really worked off of this passion that he's had and he's at the top of his game. He feels still like on fire. I mean, he's hot. He's at the top of his game. But where does he go from here?
1: Even going back to the internal versus external struggle like more being the external what he's telling his fans of what he wants and his desire and his passion Mm. being so lit and then the internal struggle of arson of like being at this crossroads and asking yourself if you truly want to you know go down which path you want to yeah um he's he did a lot with this album yeah he did we can get into our overall thoughts a little bit here Mm -hmm. because i feel like I was very surprised by the journey he took us on. I didn't expect the internal versus external conflict. I didn't expect an interlude, but I love it and I love where it sits. Yeah. I love the songs having this continuous feel that you pointed out at the beginning it rolls. of the the rolling yeah. through, the flow. Just the word flow is like constant throughout this the album like lyrically. Um he just connects so many things throughout I feel that J-Hope has really thought about every single little detail. Yeah. Um I cannot stop talking about how much I love the production. I feel that he has really paid homage to so many great rappers over time with the style of hip hop that he's going with. Like oh, I yeah. was reminded of Kendrick and Kanye. While listening to these songs in like the production style, Mm -hmm. um, I obviously he sampled Wu Tang Clan, which is like, you know, a 90s hip hop group that was so iconic. And I feel like he really took I think he really had a vision. He had a short time to execute it and he really had a vision. All these songs work together so, so well. um, And it's definitely an album that I'm going to continue to revisit over and over because I feel like I'm still discovering more things about every single song and, like, interpreting it in a different way every time I listen to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just going off what you're saying, I was also very impressed with just uh, that he consistently has the hip-hop genre but dabbles in so many different parts of it, you know? Especially, like, I had talked about more. It took me to... Beastie Boys and just more of that rap rock genre. But then you go and listen to Equal Sign mm. and, you know, or Future and you feel more of, you know, this uh, soulful yeah. R&B kind of uh, even a little gospely. Mm-hmm. The production
1: of Future is what gave me a Kanye vibe right like, yeah yeah
0: so i just have so much praise for him and i just love how the first half of the album is more of that external conflict and the second half is that internal conflict and that um he just really is like covering it all and i mean how long is the running uh, how it's long only is- 22 minutes 22 long. minutes mm-hmm. and it's just like Amazes me. Yeah. And there's really every time I listen to it, I hear something different and I appreciate something else. And, um, I'm really just so impressed with his work and he really, I'm just so happy for him and I want all of his merch and I just (laughs) can't wait to see him at Hobie Palooza and support him even further because right. uh, he really deserves so much praise for this album. He does. He, I think this is a perfect album. Yeah. Like, what a masterpiece that he put together
1: here. I I enjoy every element of it. And yeah. I think we're going to both continue to enjoy it. I yeah. really can't wait to see him. Yeah. And perform it and support him because, he, like you said, he so, so deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that was what we had to say. And our current thoughts and feelings about this incredible album, I'm sure that, More will develop as we continue to get into it even more. Mm -hmm. Um, If you like this episode, please let us know. You can write us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. You can also... join us on twitter and instagram standing bts pod wherever you want to find us Um, we do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on patreon especially our vip iconics eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin emily madison and holly thank you guys so much for all of your support we love you so much thank you thank you Um, and of course you can find links for all of the things in the description thanks for
0: listening and thanks for standing bts